The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages. We'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Listen, I know you'll be sat there waiting for me to come on because you'll be like, oh, oh man, I can't, I can't wait to find out what's he going to say. What is Alec going to come on the radio and say about the biggest news story of the day that Kim and Kanye are getting divorced? What's he going to say? And I know you're sitting there eagerly waiting to hear my thoughts on the matter. And so are you ready? I'm about to tell you exactly what I think of Kim and Kanye getting divorced. Ready? Ready? Are you prepared? Eh. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. That was Daya and Bad Girl, Justin Bieber and anyone before that. Hello. How are you? It's Saturday. My name's Alec Feldman. Welcome, one and all, to this very exciting broadcast. Um, I'm live until 5pm. Thanks for hanging out. On the show today... I think we'll have a nice time. I think it'll be a fun one because after four o'clock, I would like to open up something called Bolt of Broken Dreams. And you have to say it in that quite dramatic way, I think, for it to have its full effect. I'll tell you what the Vault of Broken Dreams is in about an hour, hour ten, if you're still around. Also coming up, I've noticed songs. They're getting really deep in 2021. And I don't mean that in like a metaphorical sense. Plus... The Brits I would like to talk about. I have more on 
the new TV channel that hasn't even launched yet. I'm a bit obsessed with the idea of called GB News. Um, I would also like to talk to you about my voice. And I'm going to get out a sort of, it's not a crystal ball. I've just been reading about the future and piracy and how it's going to work in a few years time. And I'm very excited about that. I'll tell you about that in a bit. Got a 60 second guide that is completely factually accurate. We'll do what's going on as well before uh, four o'clock. We'll get that one going. And I'm going to play you the new Dua Lipa song next. Wolf and Scissor also on the way very soon. But first, let me just kind of document where my head's at this week. Uh, in terms of what I'm liking and what I'm really not liking. Because there's there's a lot to digest from the last seven days. And so I always kind of group together the worst and best things in the world this week. Which are just the things that I am liking and disliking the most. Could be anything, could be a TV show, could be a film, could be a tweet, could be a meme, anything. It's just everything that exists, I've sort of I've ranked <laughs> a top two and a bottom one. So the worst thing in the world this week, I think, I mean, there's a lot of contenders because there always is. I'm going to go with Rishi Sunak, a.k.a. the Chancellor, a.k.a. Dishy Rishi, a.k.a. the man who's in charge of all the money in the country. Um, he's been learning about all the problems that hospitality industries have been facing because of, you know, the pandemic and the lockdown. And, you know, who do you think he'd talk to to learn about all the difficulties that, you know, restaurants are facing and bars and pubs and clubs and all that kind of thing? Would he talk to, like, a, an independent business owner, maybe like a family-run business or like a manager? No, no, he's, he's spoken to Gordon Ramsay. You know, you know that, that multi, multi-millionaire, you know, he'll, he's fine. The one that laid off like 500 people. Yeah, he spoke to him uh, instead. So I'm sure he got a really well-rounded picture of, you know, how screwed the hospitality sector is. So that's good news. Um, yeah, that's good. I'm glad that he's on top of everything. So that, that for me is the worst thing in the world this week. Although there are many possibilities. But that I think I'll say is the worst. Just because I've been seeing it on my timeline a lot the last couple of days. However, in more positive news... The best thing in the world this week, I think, is a person in this, the, the, you know, the parish council, we talked about them a couple of weeks ago. They had a meeting, it went viral online, you know, those guys, in Handforth, in Cheshire. And it was the thing that gave us Jackie Weaver, you know, you have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. Her. Um, but anyway, they've had another meeting this week, and obviously because everybody knows about them. They are, I, I can say this with full accuracy, they are the most famous parish council in the world. <laughs> I can say that with certainty. They had another meeting, and because these meetings are like public, um, hundreds, if not thousands, of people kind of crashed it. And it was, uh, as you'd expect, utter chaos. And one of my favourite things was this person uh, who played the Benny Hill theme during the meeting. That's why this is all broken down. And I'm sorry, this is not very. So that was pretty funny. I think that's my favourite favourite thing of the week. Although a strong contender was an advert released by the Home Office. Are you aware of the work of the Home Office? They're a government department. They deal with immigrants and crime and that kind of stuff. And they've <laughs> so they've released this advert reminding people to comply with the lockdown rules and saying how you know all gatherings are against the law and it is one of the most over-the-top things I've ever seen. Do you remember? It, 
don't know if this really makes me sound really old. Do you remember when you get a DVD and they'd have the thing about video piracy at the start and it was like widely parodied? It's like they've parodied that, but it is so over the top. I mean, just, just listen to the music they're using in it, right? So, so they've got this music and they're showing you footage of all these like illegal gatherings and it's coming up with stuff in this really weird font that's like shaking saying, you shouldn't go to parties. You shouldn't make your own pub. You shouldn't have people around your house. And it's just the most intense thing ever. And it's really serious, but really funny at the same time. Whoever made that is clearly having a laugh, but I quite enjoyed it. So there we have it. The worst thing in the world this week is Dishy Rishi learning about hospitality problems from millionaire Gordon Ramsay. But the best things, we've got Benny Hill at a parish council meeting and the Home Office parody, a DVD piracy advert. And actually, speaking of piracy, I would like to talk a bit about piracy because I've been reading this week about what piracy will look like in the future and I would like to tell you about it first. Dua Lipa, this is brand new and it's awesome, we're good. How good is that? Dua Lipa and we're good on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman on Good Afternoon, hi. Wolf is playing in a second. I, I love it when like you read about something and then it just fascinates you and you're like, wow, this is this is genuinely so interesting and you feel like you've kind of learned something. You've made yourself more intelligent by reading about it and then you kind of want to tell everyone you know about the thing you've read that makes you sound really intelligent. Um, so I'm going to do that now, if that's all right. I have been reading about piracy. You know, pirate is like piracy. It's as old as time. It's, as long as things have existed of value, piracy has also existed. You know, back in the day, it was you know, actual pirates of the, like, one leg and a, an eye patch kind going, ooh-ah, with a parrot on the shoulder. They're like, you know, the old-school pirates who'd sail the seven seas nicking people's stuff from their boats. But, you know, that's kind of that's a bit old-school now. I think it still happens, but not as much as it did back in, like, the 1600s or whenever it was that piracy was big. But it's kind of developed because, you know, you'd probably have... You had video piracy... Back in, like, I don't know, the 80s, 90s, when you'd get people standing on, like, street corners and they'd have, like, a collection of dodgy video VHS tapes with, like, films and TV shows in slightly odd quality that had been recorded, like, off the telly or something, or somehow duplicated. And so that that was piracy in, like, the 80s and 90s. There was uh, cassette piracy, same thing, um, with tapes. CD piracy, where you could buy like dodgy cds off people or like sharing files with your mates on limewire that was piracy now you can download all sorts of programs that you should pay for for free and music and film and basically everything that exists you could probably pirate now i do not encourage this because i think it's wrong and it means creators don't get money and it's bad um nonetheless it is still quite interesting how piracy has changed over the years but listen to this because this is fascinating in the future you will be able to pirate things more easily than we ever have at any point in our lifetime and it's not just media that will be able to pirate sure you could probably still get a dodgy download of mean girls too if you wanted to but what if you wanted to pirate a computer itself you might be able to if you if you saw a desk that you really liked at ikea and you're like man i want that desk from ikea but it's too expensive you can pirate that too um you could pirate a car you could pirate a phone probably uh and it's all because of 3d printers 
So if, if this takes off with 3D printers, and they're doing a lot um, already in like medical fields and engineering and stuff, if it gets to the point where 3D printers go mainstream and like everybody has a 3D printer in their house, just like everybody has a, an inkjet printer in their house, saying that I, I actually don't but for the purposes of this say 3d printers are just an everyday household object so we can print our own stuff it will be so easy to pirate physical objects because all you've got to do is download the template for whatever it happens to be for like a new iphone screen or a table from ikea or whatever it is you could possibly imagine you could download it print it with your 3d printer as long as you've got like the material and then boom You've got like a trademarked, patented, copyrighted product for free because you printed it in your own house. How crazy is that? Like, what what will the world look like when you can literally pirate anything that exists? I mean, maybe maybe that's it for capitalism. What if 3D printers bring about the demise of capitalism? It could happen. I don't know. Uh, or weirder still, what if people, you know, you can 3D print organs. What if instead of like waiting for the hospital to do you one what if you like need an organ and you just 3d printed a an extra kidney what if people make themselves into superhumans oh my god like a three-lunged superhuman is that possible i i feel like i'm getting a bit too carried away with like the futuristic sci-fi element of things here but i i think it's really interesting i've never really thought about before how much 3d printers could change the world to the point where we could literally print anything we wanted for free and well, i mean I don't, I don't really know what you want to do with that information you know um tell it to your friends and family on your zoom session tonight um tweet about it go read up on it yourself but i just thought that was really interesting and i love sharing weird geeky interesting things that i've learned so there you go the piracy of the future will literally be any object that you can 3d print happy days bring it on although piracy is wrong kids i should point that out uh, Wolf and Hoops is playing right now on Wizard Radio. Wolf and Hoops, it's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Hi. Scissor and Pale Wave playing in a second, and we'll do what's going on before four o'clock too. But now uh, I have some exciting news. You know, on Twitter you sometimes see people put like personal news at the start of their their tweets, and it'll be like, "I've just bought a house" or some other really smug brag. Um, I'm gonna do that right now. I have got some personal news. Um, from my life that I would like to share with you. You know how a few weeks ago I was complaining because I'd been on hold and it was just a really boring, frustrating experience and I suggested a few ways that the experience of being on hold could be improved. I was like, what if you what if you put a podcast on? Or what if you, you know, put my podcast on? What if you put some classical music on or some daytime telly or something just to make it a bit, a bit less mind-numbing and awful? And, well, I feel like my prayers have sort of been answered. Um, the hold experience is generally rubbish. But I feel like it might be getting a bit better soon. Because, here's, here's the exciting personal news. I have been asked, me, Alec, off the radio, I've been asked to be the voice of being on hold. I know. I'm gonna be that guy. Um, I got a call from. I mean, it's it's not anyone exciting. I mean, they're if they're listening, they're very exciting. It was it's a, my cousin basically, and he was like, "Listen, you you do the radio, don't you? I want someone to be the voice of our automated phone system, and you have a voice. Can you use it?" And I was like, "Yes, of course I will." 
And so from now on, I will have the opportunity to make being on hold a pleasurable experience, um, which I'm very excited about. How cool is that? I like, I can't get over that. For this this one company that that makes labeling solutions or something, I'm going to be the person you hear when you call them up, and I'll be like, "Hello, thanks for calling to speak to sales. Press one for customer service. Press two, and for anything else, press three. That will be me." That will be the voice people hear, and I get to say all that stuff. Or like a, <clears throat> your call is important to us. Please hold. Someone will be with you shortly. You are 76th in line. Please hold. I get to do that, which is quite cool. And I mean, it's not anything, something I've ever done before. So I'm very excited that I will get to be the sound of people's miserable being on hold experiences. Although, saying that, does that mean people are going to be really mean to me? I, d I don't know. I don't personally do this, but I've seen people who do. When, um, when like, uh, people get angry at the person on hold, and they like really mean to them. And I know that they're not a real person, but it's still kind of kind of mean. Are people going to be like that with me? They'll be like, "Shut up, you idiot! I want to talk to a real human." Well, I don't know, that might be kind of sad, but all in all, I'm quite pleased that I do get to be the voice of an answer machine. So, so listen, to celebrate and I guess to, you know, develop my skills to give me practice, I've decided I'm a voice on a stick. I will say whatever you want me to say, literally, literally anything. So do you want, do you want a new voicemail for your phone? Or like, thanks for calling. Do you want me to apologize to someone? Do you want me to announce the name of the bus stop you get off at? Um, maybe I'm letting this get to my head a little bit, but I will literally say anything. So if you want to send me a text right now on 07807183538, you can tweet me at WizRadio, you can email station at wizardradio.co.uk. Whatever you want me to say for the next 10, 15 minutes, I will say it. So I can pass messages on, I can create message alerts, literally anything. Put words in my mouth. And unless it is offensive or will get me in some kind of trouble, I will have a go at saying it. I don't know if that's a, a good enough incentive, but I have been deemed good enough to be the voice of an automated phone system. I don't mean to show off, but... <clears throat> so there you go. 07807 183 538. Give, just give me something to say and I'll try and say it in my best, like, professional voice. And right now on Wizard Radio, here's, here's Scissor. Good days. Live from a slightly funny-smelling basement in Manchester, this is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. It's Wizard Radio. That was new. Pale Waves, Fall to Pieces, and Scissor Good Days before that. Alec Feldman on playing Haim and Doja Cat soon. And I'm offering you my services this afternoon, completely free of charge, which is very generous of me, because if you haven't heard... Uh, I'm quite a big deal now. I'm going to be. I'm going to be the the voice of the automated phone answering system, of the company of a family member. I I know. I know. I've really. I've really made it. I've hit the big time, and so now I am. Just, you know, like a, a voice on a stick. I'll say whatever you want me to say. I'm taking requests on things that you would like me to say for you to use for whatever purpose you would like, and um, as long as it's you know not offensive or will get me into trouble. I'll say it. So, so what do you want from me? I've I've said I can do anything. I can do 
you like your answer machine greeting if anybody still actually has those. I can do bus next stop announcements. I can do apologies. I can do requests. I can do thank yous. Literally anything. So let's see what we've got. This is this is your one chance. So let's go to Mia first of all. <clears throat> Just gonna gonna get get my voice. Do I need to do some like vocal warm ups? Maybe. Hang on. Ma. La 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 la. Okay, I'm ready. This Piccadilly line train terminates at Cock Fosters via Finsbury Park, Arnos Grove, and Southgate. Once again, this train terminates at Cock Fosters. Yes, Cock Fosters. Mm, yeah, that sounded alright, I thought. Uh, I could hear that on the Piccadilly line one day. Um, hopefully, you know, if this if this answer machine gig goes well, then who knows where, where I could end up. There's no stopping me now. Um, Danny has sent a request very politely. He's asked me to do it in my most professional voiceover voice. Um, I think, I think I'll do this in the style of a supermarket. That's, that's the vibe I'm getting from what you asked me to say. So I'll give it a go in like a, a supermarket announcer style kind of voice. Okay, you ready? <clears throat> Bing bong. Can Danny's mum please make Danny a jam sandwich? He's really hungry at the moment and he feels like his sugar levels are a bit low and he doesn't want anything too much, so that's just a jam sandwich, maybe with an apple juice, and it would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, I, th I thought that went really well. I could do trains, I can do supermarket tannoys. Clean up in aisle five, please. This is a colleague announcement. Can we get uh, Judy to check out? That's Judy to check out. Thank you. See? I've I've got I've got it all kind of boxed off. Very very excited. Uh, Benny, Benny wants me to make a film trailer voiceover. He's had an idea for a film. Okay, this is interesting. <clears throat> this will be more more kind of raspy, won't it? Like um, you know you know like they're like in a world that stereotypical guy. So do you want me to sound like that? Or do you want me to do it in a few different voices? I'll tell you what, Benny. Because you're a regular, I'll give it to you in a few a few different voices, all right? <clears throat> Three friends. One night out. And a chicken. The most anticipated film of the year. Starring Henry Cavill, John Cena, and Benny. Chicken Little. The end of the world. Coming this summer to cinemas near you. Okay, so that's that's the like intense version, but then I can do I can do a more whimsical version if you'd like me to. I can do a three friends, one night out, and a chicken, the most anticipated film of the year, starring Henry Cavill, John Cena, and Benny. Chicken Little, the end of the world, coming this summer to cinemas near you. Ha 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 ha. Hmm. Yes. Um, so yeah, Benny, you can use you can use either one of those. That is absolutely fine. Um, you're welcome, Matt. Um, he says, please note, uh, read it before you say it on air for the first time. Says Matt. Oh, too late. Don't read it. Oh, he says don't read it. Okay, right. I'm, I just can't read. So that's good. I've I've passed the test there. Please don't read it before you say it on air, which is good because I haven't. Uh, clearly, I promise it isn't rude. Okay, here we go. I'm worried about what's going to come. But okay, this is Matt's message straight from my eyes to my mouth. Hello, my name is Alec Feldman and I'm an adult baby. 
I hope you enjoy my radio show every week, but please know that I do this show every week whilst I'm in my nappy, and that's just fact. There's no more discussion about it, it's just a fact. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Um, okay, I possibly should have read that one, but okay, we'll, we'll roll with it. Um, just to clarify, that's what Matt has asked me to say. It's not, it's not true, uh, I'm not in a nappy. That is factually inaccurate, just saying. So... So there we go. But I did, you know, I did say I'd say anything you wanted me to say. And so I said it because that's that's my devotion to you as an adult baby. No, I'm not an adult babe. Damn it. I'm getting confused. Right. Well, that was quite fun. I enjoyed that. I like being a voice on a stick. Um, any other late requests, feel free to get them in and I can slot them in somewhere before the end of the show. Coming up in a second, uh, you know, this new news channel I'm obsessed with. Uh, I, I, I've sort of put together a little demo just in case they want to use my services. So I'll, I'll play that in a minute. But first, this is new. It's Haim and Taylor Swift has jumped on this song as well. She claims she is the fourth Haim sister. It's Gasoline on Wizard Radio. It's Wizard Radio. That was uh, Taylor Swift with Haim and Gasoline. Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. Doja Cat is on the way. What's going on is on the way. You know, last week I was talking about this new news channel that's going to come on the telly soon. It's been launched by a load of rich people. Um, Andrew Neil, who is famous for being one of the BBC's leading political interviewers and wearing a toupee, he'll be on there. Uh, that's just rumours, by the way, in case he's listening to this. Um, there are, he's rumoured to wear a toupee. <laughs> so he's kind of backing it right. And the idea is they're going to be this, like, this anti-woke news channel, kind of like an English version of Fox News. Uh, I don't know if we necessarily need one of those, but but I'm sort of obsessed with it as an idea. Not because I think it's a good idea, just because I'm sort of morbidly curious to see how it how it turns out, you know. And they've been like releasing names of all the people they've hired this week. Um, I don't know how online you are, and when I say online, I mean constantly reading Twitter all day, but. If you are, the names Tom Harwood and Darren Grimes may or may not mean anything to you. They're both blokes who are on Twitter and, um, I mean, you know, I wouldn't say I'm their biggest fans, but they'll they'll be on. So that's good news and loads of other people. And listen, if they're hiring, I know I, I did a little bit on it last week where I was just trying to give them some stories to investigate. If they are hiring, I would like to put myself forward to be like a newsreader, an anchor on GB News. Obviously, I do this show, and that's fun, but I'm always looking for new income streams. I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a telephone voiceover now, so if they want me to read the news, and I can, you know, become more serious and highbrow, I just wanted to put together a little demo of how, I suppose, how GB News might actually sound as a channel when it comes on air, but more importantly, how I would sound, how I would sound on there. So, um, <clears throat> let's, let's have our, our news theme music, and I'll begin. Good afternoon and welcome. This is the GB News at 3 o'clock. My name is Alec Feldman. God save the Queen. Our top stories today on GB News. The royal family are officially great. It has emerged today that the Queen and all of her family are the most trusted and beloved people in Britain and we love them very much with the exception of Harry and Meghan who were voted in a poll by members of the public to be the worst human beings alive. Um, that is the top story. In other news, Britain has been voted the greatest country in the world. An exclusive report for GB News has revealed that we are better than all other countries. 
and Brexit has greatly benefited our great nation. Um, uh, I feel like oh, I'm flagging a bit. I don't sort of believe in, in the stories I'm selling. Hang on. Sorry, <clears throat> I'll try that one again. Britain is the greatest country in the world. A survey has revealed we are the best nation of all the nations. Yeah, yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting the hang of that a bit more now. Uh, what, what else would they report on on GB News? Um, our top story today. A man has been arrested for being too patriotic. It's outrageous. Why shouldn't you be allowed to have a tattoo of the Union Jack on your bottom and proudly display it when you're walking around the town centre? This wokeness, it's gone too far. Too far. And we've had enough of it. And the real British people, they've had enough of it too. And now the, the wokeness forecast with, uh, with me, uh, Alec Feldman. Uh, thank you, Alec. The woke, the wokeness uh, today. There's lots of wokeness concentrated in in London, especially. Uh, going further north, there are a few pockets of wokeness here in Manchester and Leeds. Um, but if we head up into sort of uh, the towns and the formal industrial areas, we're seeing a lot less wokeness there. That's that's the latest. There'll be more wokeness forecasts in the next hour. Thank you, Alec Feldman. This is GB News. God save the Queen. Whew. Okay, so yeah, there you go. I feel like I faltered a bit in the middle, but we can we can edit that out of the demo before I send it on to to GB News. What do we think? Have, have I got have I got the job? Do you, do we do we think? No, no. All right, I'll I'll keep on doing this then. What's going on is coming up next after this. Doja Cat and Streets on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio. Doja Cat and Streets. Hello, it's Alec. How's it going? Right. It's time for the important business. It's nearly four o'clock. That means what's going on is here. Sorry, when I say what's going on, what I mean is what's going on. That's more like it. I always need my echo. So if you've ha- uh, if you've not heard this before, it's a game we do every Saturday afternoon just to, to pass the time, where I play you a clip of something, and I've just kind of found it randomly, just like on the internet, and I've just ripped it from context completely. And you just have to try and work out what the sounds you're actually hearing are. What it, what's happening? Why is it that way? You need to just come up with an explanation for what you're hearing. Um, it's often kind of random, a bit chaotic. I like the chaotic ones because it's just impossible to work out what it actually is. But you can come up with sort of wild outlandish theories instead, which is very entertaining. So... I've got a clip. It's quite a long one today, so listen carefully. I think I might play it twice, but we'll see how we go. Let's listen to today's clip in What's Going On. So right, a few things to to work out there. First of all, there are people speaking they're not speaking English. Bonus points to you today if you can identify the language that they are actually speaking in. So that's the first thing that needs to be addressed about that clip. Second of all, we've got a number of voices there. A male voice, a female voice that we hear speaking this mystery language. 
there's a there's an audience there. There are people clapping. I mean, what's up with that? That is clearly pre-COVID. If there's an actual audience of people clapping, that's one thing. But then, then we hear we hear sort of chaos. There's like a noise. It sounds like things are being broken. Things are being smashed. I think you can kind of make out someone going whoa 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 whoa, which is apparently the same in all languages. Then that that goes on for a bit. Then they just kind of keep talking normally. But then the crashing and smashing comes back. They do some more talking, and then at the end, there's just some random music. Why? Where does that come from? It's like these weird beats. So that is that is what you are hearing, as far as I can work out. But what is actually happening in that? I know it's quite a long one. In that 40-second clip, if you think you have any vague ideas or can at least make up something entertaining, uh, send me a text on 07807 183. 538 you can tweet me at wizradio or you can send an email to station at wizardradio.co.uk so i'll tell you what because it is quite long and complicated i want you to get a chance to really formulate in your head what is actually happening so we'll have it one more time i think okay <laughs> Um, so there you have it. It's really long. There's a lot of chaos in that clip. If you think you know what's going on, text me on 07807 183538. And before the end of the show at 5 o'clock, I will tell you what is actually happening and we'll read out all your guesses. So get them coming in now. Coming up, I'll play you some Ed Sheeran because it was his birthday this week. I'll play you some Harry Styles just because. But right now, it is 4 o'clock, so let's get the news. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Ed Sheeran and Sing playing that because it was his 30th birthday this week and everyone got very excited about it before that harry styles and treat people with kindness on wizard radio hello my name's alec thank you very much for listening to thank you for listening i'll play you olivia rodrigo and driver's license in about three four five minutes ish give or take but listen you know how the world's ground to a halt for the last almost 12 months something came up on my memories on my phone the other day and i was like wow was that a year ago? That was like one of the last things that we did. And what it was, was some photos, some very blurry photos, I might add, that I took when I ended up in the ridiculous position of being on the red carpet of the Brits. Now, just to clarify, um, in case it wasn't already obvious, I was the one sort of, you know, behind the massive barriers. You know, they've already got, always got massive barriers. I was behind the barrier, sort of looking in at all the famous people walking past. I was not walking the red carpet because that i mean why would i um and it was a a very weird situation to be in and i just went because james gilmore aka big boss man of wizard radio was like do you want to go and interview some people for the show and i was like "Uh, uh, yes so i ended up at the brits this time last year it was the 18th of february i think so a couple of days off a year ago and it was a very weird day of my life um, I was just, you know, doing normal uni things in the morning, and then I got the train to London. I was in Leeds at the time, and there I was at, like, the O2 in Greenwich with my little dictaphone. <laughs> um, 
just asking famouses things. Well, sort of trying to ask famouses things, shouting at famouses and seeing if any of them would, would bite. That was the general technique that I employed. And I didn't really want to ask them like boring questions that everyone else on that red carpet would have been asking them. So I, I did a couple of maybe slightly slightly unusual ones. Um, I guess one of the, the trademark questions, this was actually suge- uh, suggested by one of my friends, my friend Amy, wanted to know whether people would rather have leg-sized arms or arm-sized legs. So I got to ask that question to a couple of people, actually. When I say ask, uh, again, I meant, I mean, shout. So this, this might hurt to listen to a little bit, but here is me shouting that question at Harvey. Would you rather have arms for legs or legs for arms? I'd rather have... Oh, that's a good one. Probably arms for legs, because then I can, like, do stuff with my legs. See what I mean? Like, yeah, I can hold yeah. things with my legs. It's a lot more useful. Like sloths. Exactly. Be sick. Exactly like a sloth. Mm. My friend Amy's been dying to know that, so thank you. No worries. Hello. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having chat, man. Really it. appreciate it. So there we go. That is Harvey's answer. He wants to hold stuff with his legs like a sloth. This is what we learned this time last year. I asked the same question to Dan from Bastille and he spent about a million years thinking about the answer. Would you rather have leg-sized arms or arm-sized legs? A lot of thinking going on. I know it's hard because I have a very, very tiny, tiny brain and I'm very stupid. I think think I'd rather have arm-sized legs. Any reason why? Well, you know, some people get around on ha- doing handstands. I think I could manage all right and, and uh, sort of need these to play instruments and, 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 and things like that. A very good point in your line of business. Yeah. Thank you. Well, have a good night. You know what? I really respect the fact that Dan from Bastille, you know, quite a big band, did give me a whole 30 seconds of his life, most of which was him thinking in great detail about the very important question that I'd asked him about you know legs and arms so you know what respect to dan so that was cool also whilst i was sat there amongst all these like real important serious entertainment journalists in the sidelines shouting questions at people i got to speak to uh, some some guy i think it was called roman or something anyway he was there with his quite famous dad martin kemp and I I drew attention to that in one of my questions, and I don't think it went down all that well. In this yeah. in this scenario, who's who's plus yeah. one? Uh, I'm his plus one. Nice. He's double oh seven. I'm double oh under seven. <laughs> so you could you could tell just by the tone of his voice that he he really loved that I'd asked him that. So he was there with his dad Martin Kemp, and his name was Roman, whoever he is. So that that was that. Um, I think this was one of my favourite interactions of that very strange sort of impostery night of my life this time last year at the Brits which was when Sam Fender walked past and he was in a a pale blue suit I think and he was kind of done I was right at the end obviously because it's it's me so I was like right right at the end past all the like important people and so he was kind of trying to rush past but as he was rushing past I just shouted a question at him to see if it would stick what's your favorite tube line what what's your favorite tube line Favourite tube line? Yeah. Northern line? Nice. So there you go. That I think that's that was an exclusive at the time, that Sam Fender's favourite tube line is the Northern line. 
I ask all the important questions. Um, I hope I hope they do the Brits again this year and I get invited back because after those questions, how could I not be invited back? Oh, oh, actually, there was there was one more one more thing. Um, um, this is a clip of. Uh, you might think I'm making this up, but this is Stormzy reacting when he saw me. Definitely not reacting to somebody else. It was that was definitely me. Yeah, definitely. So that that was a weird night, and you know what? I I don't think anything exciting has ever happened since. So that was genuinely the last exciting night of my life. Uh, so happy one year to the time I somehow ended up at the Brits. Right next, songs are getting really deep and not in the way you'd expect. First, it's Olivia Rodrigo and Driver's License on Wizard Radio. Literally unavoidable. Olivia Rodrigo and Driver's License on Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman. Hi. I've got been thinking, actually. Well, not that song specifically, but I, I've been thinking about music, as I often do. I always like to chart the trends in music and, you know, what's in, what's out, what's changing. And I've been noticing that a trend at the moment in songs is to make them really, really deep. And I'm not talking about, like, profound deep, like the Driver's License song that I just played. That's like, you know, it's profound. It really goes deep into like her thoughts and feelings that's not what i'm talking about it's not about the lyrics it's about the way the lyrics are sung and basically for some reason loads of songs at the moment it's like they've used a voice changer or something their voices the actual singing voice they use is really really deep and i'm quite enjoying this as a thing um i have got a few examples just to demonstrate what i mean for example have you heard uh, Goosebumps, I think it's by Travis Scott. That song very much employs this really deep voice technique. Check it out. I get those goosebumps every time, yeah. You come around, yeah. You ease my mind, you make everything feel fine. Worry about those comments. I'm way too numb, yeah. It's way too dumb, yeah. Yeah, you see, that is quite deep. It's not, it's not the deepest. But it's pretty low down in your like vocal register. But I, I sort of believe that like that that is his actual voice. That hasn't been down tuned. However, the song The Business by Tiesto as well. This this is definitely a voice changing job, right? Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. Can you get that that low and just like your normal singing voice? Maybe. I mean, I I can't, but maybe maybe that is like an actual voice. But I'd be surprised. It sounds like he's on whatever the opposite of helium is. That's what the singer on that song is using to get that low. Um, and also, I'm gonna play you one of my favourite songs at the moment. Actually, Topic and A7S, Your Love, and they use this technique a lot, right? So you know, you remember the song Breaking Me? They started doing it on there. Check this out. Call me what you wanna, I'll be what you wanna I've been here a thousand times you falling for another I don't even bother, I could do it all my life So it got me thinking How could I jump on this trend of songs being really, really, really deep And use it to enhance my radio shows and my podcasts And to, I guess, just make them more popular And so... I've decided from now on, I'm going to be doing the show in this voice. 
Um, I've, I've taken it down a few octaves. Um, I've got quite a big range, you see. It's very impressive. And so from now on, I will be doing this radio program using uh, my, my other voice, my deep voice. Um, so, uh, hello, it's Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio for Saturday afternoon. Coming up, I'll play Ash Nico. I'll play you Cardi B. I would like to open up the vault of broken dreams in a second. That sounds really good in this voice. But right now, here is another one of these really, really deep songs. It's ATV and Topic and A7S with Your Love on Wizard Radio. On second thoughts, I think I'll stick to the usual voice because otherwise you won't really listen to what I'm saying. You'll just listen to the fact that my voice is really low and I don't want that. ATV, Topic, A7S... The incredibly deep Your Love on Wizard Radio, Alec Feldman here. Ash Nico plays in a bit and Cardi B too. And before five o'clock, we will find out what's going on as well. But first, I would like to open up something I'm calling The Vault of Broken Dreams. And let me let me explain what The Vault of Broken Dreams is. Let's uh, cast our minds back. Let's rewind to Tuesday. It wasn't that long ago. Tuesday was a big day. A really big day. Well, I think it was anyway. It was Pancake Day on Tuesday, a.k.a. Shrove Tuesday. Um, which I think... The idea is it's a Christian thing, isn't it? Um, you use up all your ingredients for, like, flour and eggs and stuff because you're, you're giving them up for Lent, which is the period of 40 days before Easter, if I remember my primary school RE correctly. I think that's it. But it's also just a day you eat pancakes just because... And I'm sure, you know, the Nutella industry and the pancake batter industry does very well out of it. So that's all good. And genuinely, I've been excited about Pancake Day for weeks. I think it's just the fact that every week at the moment feels very similar and there's not a lot to look forward to. So for me, Pancake Day was like the height of excitement. I've really been looking forward to it. Uh, Really building it up, like... Normally, it's the kind of thing you're like, oh, apparently it's Pancake Day this week, cool. But this year, I've properly been looking forward to it for a number of weeks in advance. I even Googled to find out when Pancake Day was, just so I could get a bit excited about it. So this was built up in my mind to be a really big deal, a really big day that I had been looking forward to so much. And then the day came round, and in all honesty, it was a massive letdown. Um, the pancakes weren't that good. I did, first of all, I did a couple using using a, a crepe maker. Well, apparently, we've got a crepe maker where I live. My housemate um, has it, and he, he has, he's got this enormous, this enormous frying pan, right, that takes up, like, the entire stove, and he was making dinner. And I was like, well, I want, I want to make pancakes. And he was like, well, use the pancake maker. So that was the first slight disappointment, that I had to use a pancake maker instead of, like, a real frying pan because that's, that's not as funny you can't flip a pancake maker and so that was that and then um what you do with those like big pancake maker things it's like a hot plate sort of you put the mix on and you've got this weird wooden thing and you're supposed to like spread the mixture around it to make it into a round pancake shape and i mean obviously because i'm grossly incompetent in most areas completely screwed that one up and just ended up with this weird blobby mess that looked nothing like a pancake wasn't round was kind of thick and lumpy and just a bit rubbish that was that was kind of a letdown that my first two pancakes that i made on that machine just failed miserably but then then i was like oh don't worry i got this now now we can really get going properly because he finished cooking in his massive saucepan frying pan whatever it is and so i was like right 
let's make some proper pancakes that I can flip. But then, it turns out my non-stick frying pan that I've had for the entirety of my student and post-life isn't very non-stick anymore. So the pancake was kind of completely ruined. It got stuck to the bottom. I couldn't flip it. And then it got completely welded to the whole frying pan. It took ages to wash it out. So all in all, on pancake day, I had three very underwhelming pancakes and had to throw one away because it looked like... Well, it was it turned into a scrambled egg. It was literally a ball by the time it was finished. And it was just a massive disappointment. All that build-up, all those weeks getting excited about pancake day. And it was just a massive letdown. And that is where the Vault of Broken Dreams comes into things. Because I would like to, to seal away all of these shattered hopes, everything that's massively let you down. If it has been a massive disappointment in your life, uh, you can put it in the vault and seal it off, and then it will be gone forever. So if you ever had anything, it can be recent, it can be from ages ago, something you've been looking forward to for ages, and then it's just disappointed you. Put it in the vault of broken dreams. Get in touch with me right now. 07807183538 is the text number. Station at wizardradio.co.uk is the email address. And at wizradio is our Twitter handle and our Instagram name too. Come seal your massive disappointments in the vault of broken dreams. We'll, we'll open the vault and put some things in in a minute. After Cardi B and also after Ash Nico. This is a song they've done. It samples Khalees off of, you know, My Milkshake Brings All the Boys to the Yard. And so I thought, you know, Khalees, she's kind of been around for a while. We might have forgotten about her. Let's just refresh our memory with a completely factually accurate and very well-researched 60-second guide. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. Everybody knows that Khalees' milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. But has anybody ever stopped to ask why? What is so special about Khalees' lactose-based beverage that it's capable of attracting people of a certain gender to her front garden? I found a number of possible suggestions online. Some say her milkshake has magical properties, like a strawberry-flavoured Pied Piper, perhaps. Others think she's opened up a stand and is selling milkshakes to passers-by, although this theory omits the reason that it would only attract boys. Perhaps, though, the most credible theory is that it's actually a euphemism. She's not talking about a milkshake at all, but rather, she hosts free classes on respect and consent that are targeted towards young men in her local area, and they happen in her front garden. She does this because she's strongly critical of the relationship education that's provided at public schools in the district, and so she volunteers to do a better job. And you know what? This explanation kind of makes sense, especially given Khalees is actually lactose intolerant, so she can't drink milkshakes anyway. And that's Khalees in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Wizard Radio with Cardi B and Ashniko Khalees. Deal with it before that. It's Alec. Coming up, Femme and Zoe Wees. <laughs> but first, welcome inside the Vault of Broken Dreams. Uh, this is this is uh, just a little extra room I've got in my house. Um, in my my basement that I live in, it's just an, an extra door. It's got one of those big twisty lock things. You know what I mean? Like in a bank vault. And inside the vault of broken dreams, we place disappointing life events that you you were really looking forward to, and then they just turn out to be rubbish. We put them, we seal them away in the vault of broken dreams and forget about them. I've already put um, this year's pancake day 
in the vault of broken dreams just because I had such high expectations and it, it really let me down. And Josh says this, when I was younger, around Mother's Day, me and my brother complained there is no such thing as Children's Day, but there is Mother's Day and Father's Day. We really went on and on about it. So, my parents decided they would plan a Children's Day for us, which we were so excited about. Presents, breakfast in bed. We were like nine and seven, so it wasn't hard to get us excited, but we were very excited. And anyway, we waited and waited, and then finally the day came. We thought they would do it. It was the agreed date, and nothing happened. It turns out they'd forgotten, and it was it was a joke anyway. We were not happy. No! What is it with national days leading to disappointment? I can't believe it. That's cruel, telling you that there's a children's day, and then not following through. When When is children's day, Josh? Should we put it in all of our calendars so they can't forget again? Possibly, anyway. Thank you very much for that that very disappointing experience. Let's just put that... We'll put that in the vault of broken dreams and seal it off forever. Yeah, that's in the vault now. Children's Day disappointment is in the vault of broken dreams. Josephine's been on. When I first joined secondary school, we were in year seven, and the thing I was most excited about was Valentine's Day because my older sister used to tell me how when you're in secondary school on Valentine's Day, The boys give nice cards to the girls and people do cute things and I'm a bit of a hopeless romantic so I was excited for what might happen literally from day one in September all the way through to February the 14th. This was what I was excited for. Valentine's Day came around and my sister was right, people got Valentine's Day cards and chocolates. Well, people did. I didn't. I think that was the day my heart died forever. Oh, Josephine, no. You're gonna make me cry. Oh, that's so sad. I'm so sorry that your Valentine's Day did not live up to your very high expectations. Gutted. Oh, that's, that's sad. But you know what? Who needs it? I I was saying this actually because it was Valentine's Day on Sunday, last Sunday. Uh, I feel like I didn't really mention it on the show because I was like, well, what do I say? It's just boring. I don't believe in Valentine's Day. I think it's a it's a waste of time. I think it's a capitalist scam. You know, if you want to have a day, if you're in a relationship where you mark it, great. But make it your day. Don't give in. Don't give in to our capitalist overlords who are telling you that this is a certain day when you have to show love and affection and romance and buy flowers and cards and presents and chocolates. It's a load of nonsense. And that makes me sound like I'm really bitter, but I'm not. I just think it's a waste of time. And therefore, Josephine, screw them. You shouldn't feel sad that you didn't get anything on your first Valentine's Day when you were at school in year seven. All of that aside, I've never heard of any of this in my life. This idea that Valentine's Day is a big deal when you're at secondary school. I never experienced this, which, I mean, maybe that's very telling, but nobody has ever told me, they're like, oh yeah, when you go to secondary school, Valentine's Day, it's a, it's a big day, everybody does things. Uh, I don't remember anyone ever doing anything on Valentine's Day at school, so I don't know. But anyway, I'm getting distracted. What I meant to say was, thank you for your disappointing story, Josephine. I will place that right next to Pancake Day and Children's Day in the Vault of Broken Dreams. Yeah, it's in there now. Thank you very much. Freddy says, honestly, Alec, my birthday is a disappointment every year. Every year. Oh, man, he says, I don't know why I always think it's going to be different, but it never is. I get myself pumped up. I think I'm going to get all these great gifts and all this attention. And I love attention more than anything. And then, get let down. One year, I was so excited because I nobody was mentioning it to me 
and I thought it was because they were planning a surprise party. Uh, but no, no, it just turned out they'd forgotten. This deserves to be added to the vault of broken dreams. Oh, you know what? I'm feeling a bit sad after doing this. I know I invited all of you to message me with your, your disappointing days of your life. But now, now I just feel really deflated. Oh, man. Well, listen, Freddy, I'm sorry that everyone forgets your birthday. Hopefully, next year will be better. But, I mean, no guarantees. And let's put your disappointing birthdays into the Vault of Broken Dreams. Yeah, it's on It's on a shelf. Don't worry, it's it's in there. All is good. And I'll I'll get it nicely set up as well for you because I'm I'm nice like that, you know. Just keep it keep it dusted and clean and tidy as well. It's gotta have a good place in the vault of broken dreams. I, I take my vault very seriously. I like to keep it nice and clean and tidy. If you're wondering what it is like inside uh, the vault, sorry. The vault of broken dreams, yeah. Um it's very tidy indeed. So that is what it's like here in the vault of broken dreams. So thank you very much for your shattered dreams that you can put into my vault. I am now, unless we have any last minute uh, submissions, I'm going to close the door. It's a bit heavy, so just bear with me. Yep. The vault of broken dreams is now shut. And with it, your memories of disappointing moments and days in your life are banished forever. I hope that was a therapeutic moment for you all. Right, um, this Wizard Radio, what's going on is coming up, Mars Mikulski on at 5, and this is Zoe Wheeze with Girls Like Us on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, I'm going to make this joke once and only once, because I just need to get out of the system. That was Zoe Wheeze. Yeah, I know, we all do, mate, you're nothing special. With Girls Like Us. I'm sorry. It's Alec here. Femme is playing before 5 o'clock. Miles is here then, he's got SG Lewis on the show. But before that, it's time to round up What's Going On! This is the game where you try and work out what is happening in a little clip that I play. Although today it's actually a very long clip and I think quite a fun one. So I'm going to play it again. I'll play it once. It's quite long. Just have a listen to this and see if you've got any idea what's happening. Okay. Ting. So there's a lot to digest there. There's some clapping, there's some crashing, there's some smashing. There's a bit of music at the end. What What is happening in that clip? Oh, and to top it all off, it's in a different language. Uh, I said earlier, bonus points if you can work out what the language is. So I think we've got a few guesses here. But what is happening in that clip? Let's, let's see if anybody's managed to work it out. Yasmin says, I think it's a TV show. The talking's really clear, almost like they've got a microphone or something. It's not something that, like, shouldn't have been filmed. With regards to the language, I think it's Hindi. It sounds Hindi to me. The music at the end is the theme music for the TV show, I think. And maybe this is a live Indian TV show where something something happens and the whole set starts falling down. That is as much as I can work out from the clip. You know what, Yasmin? 
you're wrong on on many things, but you're also right on many things. Um, the language isn't Hindi, but it's as good as guess as any. Um, however, you say a lot in this message, and I won't go through it now, but all become clear that is actually pretty pretty accurate. I've got to say. So well done to you. A, a good guess, a very strong guess on what's going on this week, Robbie. I want to be very specific, he says, with what is happening in this clip. I think it's the filming of a chess game, but we start hearing it at the point where the game ends. Somebody has won. There's lots of clapping from the audience. I think it's chess, because I can make out the word king or queen or something like that. And anyway, somebody wins. The winner stands up, unaware of her surroundings, knocks loads of things over by accident and starts a chain reaction of things falling and breaking. Right. So, you haven't gone down, like, the bad loser route. You've gone down the really clumsy chess genius route. Like a a sort of much more clumsy version of the Queen's Gambit, maybe. Um, yeah, it's an interesting guess. Again, you're getting the idea that, like, things are being knocked over, which is good. No guess on the language, but fair enough. Um, but all in all, I do quite like the idea that this is a live chess game being filmed. Sadly, it's not. It's not a live chess game. Yasmin was closer when she was saying it was a, some other kind of TV show. Nobody's touched on what type of TV show it is just yet, though. Um, until we heard from Justin, who says, This is probably the most difficult one yet, Alec. Oh, I do, I do try. You flatter me, Justin. I think it's a quiz show on TV. But one of those really crazy quiz shows, like the ones they do in Japan. But I don't think this is Japanese, because the language I don't think is Japanese. I think there's an animal involved. When the people start clapping, the animal gets startled. It starts running around and going a bit crazy and breaking loads of stuff. They then try and calm the animal down, which is why the whole scene calms down a bit. But then it breaks even more stuff and the show cuts to the theme music or something like that, which is the music you hear at the end of the clip. You know what? You say it's the most difficult one yet, Justin, but quite a lot of people seem to be very, very close. You, I can tell you, are correct that it's a game show. Nobody tried to work out what type of TV show it was. Well, nobody got it right. Yasmin thought it was a TV show. Robbie thought it was a live chess game. But it is actually a quiz show, so nice one, Justin, for that. Yeah, he's, he, I suppose, correctly does say it's not Japanese, which you are correct, the language is not Japanese. So, well done again, I guess. You're not right on the animal, though. There is no animal involved in this chaotic scene that is unfolding. This, this is all human. Entirely the work of humans. No animals or pigs or anything. I don't know why pig came to mind. I just feel like that'll be the funniest. No pigs running around a TV quiz show set here. Um, but again, when um, when Justin says about the theme tune and Yasmin, you're both, you're both right about that as well. It is a theme tune. And Justin says it's a quiz show, which is also correct. Cat, I think this is the final of a reality TV show, she says. There are two hosts, the main male and female voices you hear in the clip. They reveal the winner, which is the clapping, but then one of the runners-up gets really angry and they start smashing things and breaking things in reaction. I can't work out what any of the other bits are, but it feels like reality TV to me. Oh, you know what? As hard as that one was, you lot have smashed it this week. It's not a reality TV show. Like I said, it's a quiz show. So you're not right about that cat. But the sore loser point, I mean, that is, that is very, very close. I mean, it's not even close. That's correct. It is... Someone who's lost on a TV quiz show, and so they get really angry, and they start smashing up the set, 
and then that's when you hear the theme tune at the end because the people in in the language they're speaking are like oh right well we'll be back after the break and then they leave that as this guy's just rampaging and knocking over stuff and smashing the little like pedestal that you stand behind on the quiz show yeah so that is what's happening so nobody has individually got it right but between you excellent work that is some great deduction you have actually nailed it bang on what is happening in that clip and by the way in case you're wondering the language is icelandic so there you go nobody suggested that but i'm, I'm pretty impressed with your deduction skills actually okie dokie i think that's enough fun for one afternoon i've got to go i'm out of here thank you very much for listening if you missed any of the show you can always catch up on the podcast whenever you want it's called alec feldman the podcast and it's on all your podcast platforms so have a listen to that subscribe to it maybe maybe review it if you really want i'll be back on friday at three with the weekly mixtape and then saturday three till five see you then this is fem there goes another episode of alec feldman the podcast wasn't that some great content Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.